1: So in these verses, we have a description of the most marvelous event in the history of the world, the incarnation and birth of Christ Jesus. God has made himself known and made himself knowable through Jesus Christ.
0: Oh, welcome to another edition of Study Verse by Verse from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. I'm Mike Trout, and our teacher is Pastor Leighton Shealy. He's the senior pastor at Church of the Highlands. There are on the web at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. And he's continuing a series simply called Advent. We're transitioning today from the first message dealing with Zachariah and the subject of hope into Mary and her experiences. I hope you can uh, stay tuned. We are going to take ourselves all the way up until Christmas with special seasonal messages. And of course, the congregation would love to see you in church on a Saturday or a Sunday. Details about the service times are right there on that website, highlands.us.
1: Lord, we're so very thankful that You have given us Your Word and You've given us Your Holy Spirit. And Lord, as we turn our attention to Your Word today, we ask You to be our teacher and transform the way we think and speak and act by the power of Your Word and Your Spirit at work within us. Thank You, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. I'd like to invite you to turn in your Bibles to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 1. We're in the Christmas season, and that season celebrates the birth or advent of our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ, who is God, and entering this world in the form of a baby. The Apostle John describes it thus in his gospel, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of men. became flesh, and made His dwelling among us. And we have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. From the fullness of His grace we have received one blessing after another. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Now no one has ever seen God But God, the one and only who is at the Father's side, has made him known. So in these verses, we have a description of the most marvelous event in the history of the world, the incarnation and birth of Christ Jesus. God has made himself known and made himself knowable through Jesus Christ. Now, when we were together last, we studied a portion of Luke's uh, Gospel, chapter 1, beginning at verse 5 and ending with verse 25, describing Zechariah. And today we want to pick up our study at verse 26, which describes Mary, the mother of Jesus. And, And we're doing studies about the characters of the Christmas because we want to learn about them and we want to learn from them. Now, we should notice the humble manner in which the Savior of mankind came into this world. The angel was not sent to uh, a capital city, but to a little obscure village called Nazareth in Galilee. And he wasn't sent to a princess. He was sent to a, a mere peasant girl of a very humble position. Now, God could have just as easily decided the birthplace was going to be Jerusalem and the child was going to be born uh, of a a princess or of somebody uh, that uh, that had wealth and power. But the first coming of the Messiah was exceedingly humble. And what God was communicating to us through this decision was that this Savior was for all of us not just the wealthy and powerful, but for all of us. Salvation was for all of us. Now we think about, we, we ponder the amazing condescension of the Son of God. I mean, it would have been condescension enough if he had left the throne room of heaven and came into a throne room here on earth. But it is beyond our ability to understand and to fully appreciate His grace and mercy to come to earth as the child of a poor couple, to live a life wherein which he was despised and rejected. He suffered and he died. Why did he do this? Because he loves us. Because he loves us. And we love him because he first loved us. Now, the author, Luke, here contrasts the simple faith of a teenage girl named Mary with the genuine but less profound faith of an aged priest named Zechariah. And he describes the announcement of the birth of Jesus in a way that's very similar to the preceding story so that the readers can see the parallels. There is much that we can learn from Mary. Now, when it comes to Mary, the mother of Jesus, people have a tendency to go to one extreme or another. Uh, They either magnify her to the extent that Jesus takes some secondary place, or they ignore her altogether and fail to give her the honor that is due her. Notice the commendations given to Mary by the angel Gabriel. You're highly favored. The Lord is with you. You have found favor with God. And out of all of the women in the entire world, God chose this woman to be the mother of our Savior and Lord. Now, with that introduction... Let's study the passage verse by verse. Beginning at verse 26 of Luke chapter 1. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. It says in the sixth month. Sixth month of what? Well, we're talking about the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy. We had just been told that story uh, earlier in this chapter. We looked at it last week. And it was in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy that Mary had this angelic vision. So what do we know about Mary? Well, we know that she was of the tribe of Judah. She was a descendant of King David. She was a virgin. She was betrothed to a carpenter in Nazareth named Joseph. Evidently, they were both very, very poor. And uh, among the Jews at that time, engagement was as binding as marriage. It could only be broken by divorce. In fact, the man and the woman were called husband and wife even before the actual wedding took place. And uh, since Jewish uh, girls of that culture in that time tended to marry quite young, it is likely that Mary was a teenager, probably between the ages of 14 and 16 years old. Verse 28, And he came to her, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. So like Zechariah, Mary is filled with fear, as anyone who was approached by an angel would be, and she was perplexed by this message and being addressed as one highly favored. Now, the word there, highly favored, it means much graced, and it appears only one other time in the Scriptures, and that's in Ephesians chapter 1, when it describes Us, we who are in Christ. We are much graced because we are in Christ. Now, the angel's message was filled with messianic promises and prophecy. The name Jesus is the Greek uh, translation of the Jewish name Joshua, which means Jehovah is salvation, the Lord is our salvation. You may remember that in the Old Testament there was a man named Joshua who was a successor to Moses who led the people into the promised land. And then the references to sonship and throne, David, reign, kingdom are all uh, to describe a fulfillment of the Davidic covenant in which God promised to King David that one of his descendants would reign over Israel forever. You see, All of the other empires and uh, kingdoms of this world pass away. Let me name a few. Uh, Nineveh, Babylon, ancient Greece, uh, ancient Egypt, Tyre, Carthage. All of the the kingdoms of this world, they, they come and go. But this kingdom is going to be an everlasting kingdom. It is the only such kingdom. His dominion will not pass away. And when Christ comes to take reign, we who have served him faithfully will exchange our cross for a crown. That's one of the promises that we have, we who are in Christ Jesus. Now, although the expressions are used here that they describe the Messiah, the specific word is not used. Gabriel affirms the deity and the humanity of Jesus as Mary's son, he would be human, as son of the highest, he would be the son of God. It was in fulfillment of uh, an Old Testament prophecy, one of them found in Isaiah 9.6, which says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. A child unto us a child is born is a reference to his humanity. Unto us a son is given is a reference to his deity. The emphasis is on the greatness of the son, not the greatness of the mother. Verse 34, and Mary said to the angel, how will this be since I am a virgin? So unlike Zachariah, Mary didn't question the truth of the statement of the angel. She simply questioned the methodology. She knew what would happen. She just didn't know how it would happen. She believed the promise, but she didn't understand the process.
0: That brings to mind the thoughts of the Apostle Paul who felt that he only saw currently through a glass darkly. He only knew in part, but someday, oh yes, someday he will know in full. You're listening to Study Verse by Verse, an outreach ministry of Church of the Highlands in San Bruno with the teaching of Pastor Leighton Sheely. If you missed any of these programs in this series on Advent, you can find them again on our website, studyversebyverse.com, that's study Verse. By verse. Com. I'm Mike Trout. Thank you for joining us. Have a great rest of your day, and be back tomorrow when Pastor Leighton will once again open the Word of God and help us study verse by verse.